Today's football news is with thanks to Fuji Clean, manufacturing sewer treatment plants since the 60s with over 3 million systems installed around the globe. Call 1300 733 619 or visit fujiclean.com.au. Time to talk football, and as always, we're joined by producer James Clark. Morning, Clarky. Hello, boys. And on the line, we have former Socceroo and current media star for the uh, round ball game, Scott McDonald. Morning, Scott. How are you? Good morning, guys. Very, very good. Thank you. Football is back in a big way. Isn't it? Yeah, and uh, yes, Scott, I did is. I did bump into you on Sunday at the uh, Leeds versus Aston Villa game. What a what a great afternoon of football that was. Um, normally, we see a lot in in friendlies that they are just a bit too friendly, but uh, in this game, yeah. uh, beautiful conditions, beautiful weather. But both teams really just came at each other, and uh, it was a, a, a ninety minute um, for the for the purest uh, in football terms. It was just great great football from Leeds. Great from Aston Villa, who got away with the win uh, after a, a fortunate penalty. But uh, the fans were happy, uh, all of the Australian fans of Aston Villa and Leeds. It was just a, a great afternoon. It certainly was. Uh, you know, in ter- Clarkie, in terms of, like, a, a proper football game, you know, like you just touched on there, with these friendlies, when the English Premier League teams come, sometimes they could be bipartisan, but this certainly wasn't. Um, first, first probably half was... A really good football match, uh, you know, technically watching Coutinho play, he was wonderful, his movement, um, you know, and then the second half got a bit feisty, didn't it? So it made it a real clash, uh, some of the challenges that were going in and the controversy from that is still going on, I, I see on Twitter with Leeds fans and Aston Villa fans, so possibly could make it a little bit spicy when they come up to play each other in the Premiership. Uh, and I don't think John McGinn will get a, a very good reception when he gets to Ellen Road. Uh, they feel a bit... Um, a bit unhappy about that challenge that went on to young Archie Gray, who was only yeah. 16 years of age, coming on the pitch for Leeds United. Um, it's a tough one for me, guys. You know, yes, he is only 16, but he is in the men's game. He's in there for a reason. He's playing with the men because he can handle it. Um, and I don't... Leeds fans will hate me for saying this. I don't think there was too much malice in the challenge itself. It's unfortunate that, that Archie got injured. But from what we're hearing, um, he'll be all okay, which is good news as well for Archie and for Leeds. Yeah, it didn't look too good at the as he got stretched off. But uh, Patrick Bamford impressed. Daniel James, what a what a footballer he is. But um, just uh, being up and close and seeing the likes of Tyrone Mings and Danny Ings and uh, and and the keeper too for for. Uh, Leeds had a, had a great game as well, but uh, Callum yeah. Chambers, yeah, and Ollie Watkins. It, it was just great to be up and close and just seeing the. One thing you notice, uh, Scott, is the speed and the skill level of, of those yeah. players. Well, yeah, look, uh, the athleticism as well. Cause, yeah. You know, I had the pleasure of probably the last week watching uh, Aston Villa and Leeds train down on the Gold Coast and the levels of intensity and the levels of quality, you know, when you watch these guys train. Um, it's quite jaw-dropping. It actually wants you to put the... <laughs> I wanted to get the boots back on. That's how good it was. You know, you're thinking that'd be brilliant if you go and play with these lot. Um, but we've got to touch on as well the atmosphere on uh, on Sunday. You know, particularly, I've got to say, the Leeds fans, we were standing right in front of them. Yes, they were probably giving a stick on the, on the TV at the time. Um, but they were wonderful, you know. They, they made a lot of noise, a lot of atmosphere. And it was great to see so many people at the, at the match as well. Just over 40,000, so... You know, people absolutely love the game here. We, we just need to get them connected once again with a local game as well and, and, and make that happen. And 
uh, you know, make our football better in our country also. Scott, we know uh, English Premier League players, they always seem to have uh, this glamorous lifestyle. We see them there with the, uh, mm. with the partner on their arm. They're always, you know, beautiful and they've got the flash cars. And we know they have the big salaries. But considering the season only ended in May, here they are overseas getting ready for the season now. They must be pretty much like the rest of us. They must only have three or four weeks of annual leave. So it probably looks glamorous, but there's a hell of a lot of hard work that goes in behind the scenes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, in those four weeks that you're off, you still have to look after your body and condition it, uh, make sure you're eating correctly. Uh, yes, you can go out. We've seen Jack Grealish really have a good time, uh, the Manchester City player, in terms of after winning the league. Um, but you still need to look after your body. And they'll have, look, the, the luxury of it is that they've actually probably got people that, that help them along the way now uh, individually uh, while they're off. But, yeah, they don't really get a lot of time. I was talking to Stephen Gerrard and, and Gary McAllister, who I know, who was my assistant manager at Middlesbrough, Gary McAllister, that they've just been so impressed by the level of fitness that the players have come back. They're already, you know, at it day two. Uh, and the levels and intensities of, of the training sessions themselves, they couldn't have been more pleased um, just because of the level of quality and level of fitness that they're at already. So it bodes well for, for Aston Villa, at least, um, when I got the chance to speak to them. Yeah, it's Scott, it's, it's a different game now, isn't it? Like the professionalism, you know, you talk about players who are off for four weeks, they're, they're already watching their skin folds and everything, knowing that as soon as they come back into, into uh, the club, they're under that scrutiny anyway, and uh, it's it's such a competitive-natured game, and the competition for spots just in the in the starting side. Uh, you've you've really got to hit the ground running when you get back from from a break. Absolutely. Well, we've seen that in the game on Sunday as well. Particularly, you know, both squads brought over 26 men. You know, and a lot of that, I would say, probably over 20 from each team will be looking to try and get a starting position in the, in that team. So. Um, when they get out on the pitch, they want to go and show their managers and their clubs what they can do. So I think we've seen that um, on Sunday in abundance, which was great for obviously our, our local punters to see that and the level of intensities that were there. And being that it was uh, probably Aston Villa's first hit out and Leeds's, I think it was Leeds's third in all, in all um, it was a great, uh, I thought it was a great game to go and watch. And, uh, t- and tomorrow night we see the raw. Uh, taking on Aston Villa off in Townsville too. So more football, but also tonight, Scott, Manchester United uh, taking on Crystal Palace uh, again at the MCG. Yeah, look, uh, this this has been brilliant, guys. Uh, like like they've touched on uh, on the TV, a winter fest of football in, in Australia. And it's great to see so many of these big clubs coming over here. Like you said, it's a long way to come for all these players. Um, I don't think they were particularly happy probably day one, day two when they got here and all the jet lag. They're not used to that. Um, but a lot of them have had enough time to bed in now, so um, there's no excuses with that and uh, ready to go. And we've already seen Manchester United perform against Victory. That was a wonderful game in itself. I thought Victory did well uh, to frustrate Man United at times, um, but their quality shone through. And again, another all-premiership match tonight. Really looking forward to that, uh, seeing what Crystal Palace have got. Unfortunately, though, probably for them, they're missing probably key members of their squad just because of the, the vaccination status of, of a few of them. Yep. Um, and then we've got, like you said, the roar up at Townsville against Aston Villa, another great hit out. Be interested to see uh, how uh, you know Brisbane Roar go against Villa. I think Villa are a little bit more 
complete uh, than Leeds at this moment in time, and I think it'll be a much tougher test. But a great story coming out of there, guys, in terms of um, Brisbane have got a trialist at the moment from the Victorian NPL in Joe Knowles, 26 years of age. You'd probably say professionally the career's done. It's not going to happen for you, but he's got an opportunity with uh, Brisbane Roar. And he ma- look, he scored a goal against uh, Leeds United in the last game. So um, it just goes to show there is some real talent out there in the local leagues as well. Um, and giving them their opportunities, went and took it with two hands. So really interested to see how he goes again uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, there were some good performances in that second half. Uh, the the rule came out in that second half, didn't they, Scott? And played really well, like Louis Vala. And we had um, Jez Lofthouse was unlucky not to score there. And um, so th- it, the signs are promising. And if the if the rule can compete uh, against Aston Villa to, per, tomorrow night, it'll give uh, Warren Moon a fair bit of confidence heading into the, the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously they've got Charlie Austin to come in, whether yeah. or not he's going to be fit enough or not to, to to play any part in this game on Wednesday. I probably would say no. I don't think he'll be uh, risked at this point in time. But I still think as well from talking to people at Raw, there's still a couple more to come in as well. So um, hopefully that will get people a little bit more excited than obviously off the back of last season, which was a really disappointing season. Um, they want a strong one. They're going back to Suncorp this year as well. So... Hopefully that brings a connection back with the the local fans and the community as well at Brisbane, um, and they can have a good season. And some signing news: uh, Lissandro Martinez uh, is off to he's from Ajax. Uh, he's off to Manchester United now. Scott, I had a question for you. Like, if you were mm-hmm. if you were a man- manager of a, like a struggling club, I wouldn't say Manchester United is struggling, but they, <laughs> they're, they're struggling to be at at their best uh, over the past few seasons. We can admit that. Um, but what what would your priority signing be as a manager? Uh, would you would you go for like we saw uh, Klopp? He started rebuilding from the back. But did, would you rebuild from the front or the back? Look, I think you always build from the back up. Um, I think if you're not conceding goals first and foremost, and you've got that correct, I think then you can build the confidence through the team, and you can slowly build what your structure is and and your style of play from that if you're conceding and leaking a lot of goals and you're not winning games it's hard to get the buy-in Clarky. so for me it's always about even though i'm an attacker i always felt more confident more stronger within my squad if we weren't conceding goals and you always felt confident we got that one chance and when you've got people like ronaldo up top if you're keeping clean sheets then i think you're going to win a lot more games than you don't um so this Lissandro lopez is a, is a great signing for Manchester United, £55 million, which is probably not a lot of money in the Premier League these days. Um, But I still think they probably need a holding midfielder. That would be probably one of my priorities. And obviously, we just don't know what's going to happen with Ronaldo right now uh, in terms of whether he's going to stay or go. It doesn't look to be a lot of takers for him. So it could be that he just has to stay put and get on with it. And let's see if he actually fits in Ten Hag's uh, system or not. Just on the uh, the Ronaldo situation, then, no, not too many suitors. Is that because of his age or his asking price or a combination of both, Scott? I think it's a combination of both. Um, I think it's very expensive, mind you, in saying that a lot of clubs will like it commercially. I think Manchester United have, have already bypassed everyone in the popularities, you know, in terms of uh, social media followers and, and the financial package that, that they've made over this uh, last season or so. Um, but it's probably just the style of play that 
that you have to play with Ronaldo now as well is probably putting off a lot of people and what comes with him. I think for a lot of head coaches, and they don't really want all that drama and all that attention on one player. They want it to be on the team. And that's the most difficult part when you've got such an iconic player in Cristiano Ronaldo who can still do his job at the highest level as well. But does he fit into your system? Does he fit into what you want to be going forward? And is it going to bring success? That's all the questions that we're going to have to find out this year if he does stay at Manchester United. Yeah, one player who does get a lot of attention is Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Uh, he's signed a one-year deal. He's he's 41 now, Scott. Um, <laughs> hope hope for us all. But uh, um, what what was he, what does he bring to AC Milan other other than just his his huge personality? Oh look, I think his experience, his aura, like you say there, I think it's massive. But he's still a quality player. What I like about Latan though, he, he seems to have accepted that he has got this role within the club now. Uh, it's not always going to be that he's having to start games. I think. That's the difference right now with Cristiano and, and Zlatan, that Zlatan's accepted now that he's not going to play every single game. Um, you know, he's happy to be that by-part and come on in games and make the impacts that he needs to because he still wants to play at the highest level. He's done the American slot. You know, he's been here, he's been there. I think he's found his home in Milan. He loves it there, and, and I think he's just happy now. They won the league last season, another chance for Champions League. I think it's just a case of with Cristiano, can he accept that getting to an older age that he's not going to play every single minute of every single game? I think that's where he's finding it hard, guys. Scott, always a pleasure to chat with you. We'll catch up again very soon. And well done for your, your stints in the commentary box. Mm. Higher Thank you very on his much. Away. really enjoyed it. Higher on his <laughs> away. Thank you, Scott. Uh, well, let's see. Thank you, guys.